Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McCrary, and the 2023 NFL Draft is officially over. The NFL Draft was this past weekend, and it was awesome. I had a lot of fun covering the draft this year and making content about it, but now that the draft is over, it's time to react to what happened. And in today's episode, I'm going to look at my NFL Draft model and see what my model thinks of all of these prospects now that we have their official draft capital. My model cares about draft capital. It's a part of the model. It's a part of the prospect scores that I have created. I mean, now that we have official draft capital, we have the official, the final prospect scores for every player that was drafted in the 2023 NFL Draft. And I'm going to go through each position and look at the top 10 players in each position according to my model. Let's start off by going through the quarterbacks. And I'm not going to go and I'm not going to do a deep dive of every single prospect, uh, but I am going to go through the top 10 prospects and I may do it. I may go and do a, a little bit of a deep dive into certain prospects who I think have interesting profiles. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started by breaking down the quarterbacks. So the QB1 in this year's class, according to my model, is CJ Stroud. He was a, a top three pick and drafted number two overall by the Houston Texans. And he has a model sc- a prospect score of 82. Now, when I say prospect score, I mean a post-draft prospect score, which incorporates co- collegiate production, um, compound measurements, and draft capital. I do have a pre-draft prospect score, and that looks at each player's consensus ranking. But for today's video, when I say prospect score, I mean each player's post-draft pros- post-draft prospect score which is based off um, the model that looks at draft capital, not the consensus ranking. Um, And so CJ Stroud's prospect score of 82 is good. Um, Not great, not elite, but it is is a good mark and good enough for number one in this year's class. And number two, we have Bryce Young, who was drafted number one overall by the Carolina Panthers. He has a prospect score of 76, which is okay. Nothing special, very, very solid, uh, but not what you would expect from someone who was drafted number one overall. And I will say that my quarterback model is based off a of very basic data like uh, pass attempts per game, passing yards per game, completion percentage, um, yards per attempt, touchdown rate, interception rate, passer rating, stats like that. It doesn't incorporate or it doesn't involve or include any kind of advanced stats from PFF, like PFF grading, or, or any of their advanced metrics, which are very useful and are probably better at evaluating quarterback prospects than the data that's included in my model. Um, but putting those stats into a model like this is a little bit difficult. So I'm just using these more basic stats. And I will admit, it's not my model is not perfect, um, and it could be improved. But I do think it does a solid job of evaluating uh, quarterback prospects. Um, but I don't think it does as good of a job as, um, you know, PFF grading does. And uh, when I look at those stats, I think Bryce Young looks like a really good quarterback prospect. And one of the better quarterbacks, quarterback prospects we've seen in recent memory. So I would disagree with, with my model's view of Bryce Young. But that's how it, it views him. It views him 
as a 76th percentile prospect since 2014. And then following him at number three, we have Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Um, he was drafted w way lower than his consensus ranking. Um, and pre-draft, my model viewed him as the QB1, but he fell down a bit after he slid in the draft. Um, and now he has a prospect score of, se of 72, which is good, not great, but very solid. And then following him, we have Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, who was a top five pick, drafted number four overall by the Indianapolis Colts. But my model didn't love his production, so he got a prospect score of just 67, which is okay, nothing special at all, and well below what we'd expect from the average quarterback taken uh, with a top five pick. My model doesn't love Anthony Richardson, but factoring in his draft capital, it likes him enough to be a top five quarterback in this year's class. Then at number five, we have Clayton Toon from Houston, someone who went pretty low in the draft, but my model likes him a lot and gave him a prospect score of 42. Then at number six, we have Will Levis from Kentucky, who was a second round draft pick, but my model does not like him and doesn't like his production one bit. And it gave him a prospect score of 39 which is really, really low and well below what we'd expect from someone who was drafted in the second round. Then at number seven, we have Dorian Thompson-Robinson with a prospect score of 34. At number eight, we have Stetson Bennett with a prospect score of 30. At number nine, we have Jaron Hall with a prospect score of 28. And at number 10, we have Jake Heiner with a prospect score of 17. And those are your top 10 quarterbacks in the 2023 NFL Draft, according to my model. Now let's move on to running backs, and I'm going to get a drink before I break down th this year's running back class. Alright, so let's get started with the running backs. So at number 1, we have Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas, who was taken with a top 10 pick. Um, according to my model, uh, he is a 99th percentile prospect since 2014, which is a historically great mark. Um, he has a prospect score of 99, which is phenomenal. Then following him at number 2, we have Jameer Gibbs, who was taken number 12 overall and has a prospect score of 93. Now, he, had, he got really good draft capital. Um, he wasn't expected to go as high as he did in the draft, and so his prospect score went up. After the draft, um, he is viewed as a 93rd percentile prospect, according to my model, which is really, really good. And then at number three, we have Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, really good prospect, was taken in the second round, and he has a prospect score of 84 which is really, really good. It's a bit below Jameer Gibbs and Bijan Robinson, but still a really good mark, and one of the better marks we've seen since 2014. Then at number four, we have Ty J. Spears from Tulane. Um, good prospect. He was taken with the 81st pick, and he has a prospect score of 70, which is um, solid, not great or anything, but still a pretty good mark. And then uh, after him at number five, we have Devon Achain from a from Texas A&M, who was taken 84th overall, and he has a prospect score of 66. And then after him at six, we got Kendra Miller from TCU, who was taken 71st overall, and he has a prospect score of 65. Then at number seven, we have Tank Bixby from Auburn, who was taken 88th overall, and he has a prospect score of 56. And then at number eight. 
We have Israel of Anaconda taking 143rd overall, and he has a prospect score of 30. So we see a big drop off from Tank Bigsby at number 7 to Israel of Anaconda at number 8. Then at number 9, we have Roshan Johnson running back from Texas. He was Bijan's uh, backup running back um, in college, and he has a prospect score of 23. And then to, clo to close out the running back group, we have uh, Chase Brown at number 10, running back from Illinois. He was drafted 163rd overall, and he has a prospect score of 20. So those are your top 10 running backs in this year's draft. Um, a solid group, really good at the top. Not as deep as we originally thought, in my opinion, but still a, a pretty solid class with some really strong talent at the top. Now we can move on to the wide receivers. So at number one, uh, at, uh, the number one wide receiver, according to my model in this year's draft, was Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was drafted 20th overall by the Seahawks, and he has a prospect score of 92, which is really good, and he is the only receiver in this year's draft to get a prospect score of 90 and above. And then at number two, we have Jordan Addison from USC. He was drafted 23rd overall, and he has a prospect score of 89, uh, which is really, really good. A really good mark. Then at number three, we have Zay Flowers from Boston College, who was drafted number 22 overall, and he has a prospect score of, 80, of 82, which is also really good. Um, and then at number four, we have Quentin Johnston from TCU, who was drafted 21st overall, and he has a prospect score of 78. Then at number five, we have Nathaniel Dell, or Tank Dell from Houston, who was drafted 69th overall, nice, and he has a prospect score of 77. Then following him at number six, we have Rasheed Rice from SMU, who was drafted by the Chiefs 55th overall and, and has a prospect score of 76, which is a pretty good mark, but nothing special, but still pretty good. Then at number 7, we have Josh Downs from North Carolina. He fell a bit in the draft, was drafted 79th overall, but my model loves him. And despite the low draft capital, he still got a 67 prospect score, which is really good considering where he was drafted. Um, and well above what we'd expect with someone who was drafted in the third round. Then at number 8, we have Jaden Reed from Michigan State, who was drafted 50th overall by the Green Bay Packers, and has a prospect score of 61. Then at number 9, we have Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, who was drafted 73rd overall. He fell in the draft, um, but he still had a prospect score of 59, which is a little bit above what we'd expect from someone who was drafted 73rd overall. Then at number 10, we have Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, who was drafted 63rd overall and has a prospect score of 58, which is actually tied um, with the guy at number 11, in my, according to my model, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, who was drafted 39th overall. But Marvin Mims' prospect score is a lot better than, jo than Jonathan Mingo's considering draft capital because Jonathan Mingo was drafted almost 30 spots ahead of Marvin Mims and still has the same score. So Marvin Mims is a way more impressive prospect, according to my model, than Jonathan Mingo. And those are your wide receivers uh, or your top 10 wide receivers in this year's draft, according to my model. Now let's move on to the tight ends. So the number one tight end, according to my model, 
is Dalton Kincaid, who was drafted 25th overall um, and has a prospect score of 96, which is a historically great mark. My model loves Dalton Kincaid. Then at number two, we have Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, who was drafted 35th overall and has a prospect score of 93, which is also really good and is an elite mark. Then at number three, we have Sam LaPorta from Iowa, who was drafted 34th overall and has a prospect score of 85, which is really good. It's not quite elite, but it's still a great mark. Then at number four, we have Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State, who was drafted 78th overall and has a prospect score of 67. My model likes him a decent amount, um, and, and that's a very solid prospect score. Nothing special, but still very solid. Then at number five, we have Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, who was drafted 42nd overall and has a prospect score of 61. Now, my model is not a big fan of Luke Musgrave, and his prospect score should be a lot higher considering where he got drafted. Uh, but still, he is a top five tight end in this year's draft, according to my model. Then at number six, we have Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan, who was drafted 58th overall and has a prospect score of 55. Again, here's another tight end prospect that my model doesn't love, but is ranked this high because of his draft capital. Then at number seven, we have, we have Brenton Strange from Penn State, who was drafted 61st overall and has a prospect score of 44, which is below average. Then at number 8, we have Darnell Washington from Georgia, who fell a little bit due to injury, was drafted 93rd overall, and has a prospect score of 43. Now, my model doesn't love Darnell Washington. Um, it doesn't love his production profile, um, but still, he's a solid prospect considering where he got drafted. Then at number 9, we have Cameron Latou from Alabama, who was drafted 101st overall and has a prospect score of 37. And then at number 10, we have Will Mallory from Miami, who was drafted 162nd overall um, and has a prospect score of 20. And those are your top 10 tight ends in this year's draft, according to my model. Now we can move on to interior offensive linemen. And I will say, my, my model for, for offensive linemen relies heavily on draft capital. And I will say that moving on and, and like once we get into next year's draft, um, I want to make some changes to my model to try to see if I can make it less dependent on draft capital because for positions like offensive line um, and basically every single position on defense, those positions or my model for those positions relies really heavily on draft capital. And I think at times it relies too heavily on it. So there are some changes I want to make to my model moving forward. Um, but let's stop talking about that. Let's go ahead and look at my model's rankings for this year's interior offensive line class. So the number one interior offensive lineman in this year's draft, according to my model, is Steve Avila from TCU, who was drafted 36 overall and has a prospect score of 84 which is really good. Not elite, but still a great mark. Then at number two, we have Joe Tittman from Wisconsin, who was drafted 43rd overall and has a prospect score of 80, which is also a great mark. Then at number three, we have John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, who was drafted 57th overall and has a prospect score of 74, 
I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, Mark. Not elite, but still pretty good. Then at number four, we have Osiris Torrance from Florida, who fell a little bit in the draft and was drafted 59th overall and has a prospect score of 71. Then at number five, we have Juice Scruggs from Penn State, a guy who rose in the draft, was drafted 62nd overall, and, and has a prospect score of 70. Then at number six, we have Ricky Strongberg from Arkansas, who was drafted 97th overall and has a prospect score of 47. Then at number seven, we have Chandler Zavala from North Carolina State, who was drafted 114th overall and has a prospect score of 38. Then at number eight, we have Braden Daniels from Utah, who was drafted 118th overall and has a prospect score of 35. And then at number nine, we have John Gaines from, my model has him from North Carolina State. That is not correct. He is from UCLA. And he, um, and he was drafted 100, 122nd overall and has a prospect score of 33. And then at number 10, we have Olusagun Aluwatimi from Michigan, who was drafted 154th overall and has a prospect score of 16. So those are your top 10 interior offensive linemen in this year's draft, according to my model. Now let's move on to offensive tackles. So number one, uh, we have Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State, who was drafted 6th overall and has a prospect score of 97, which is a phenomenal mark and one of the best marks we've seen since 2014. Then at number 2, we have Darnell Wright from Tennessee, who was drafted 10th overall and has a prospect score of 92, which is an elite mark. Then at, then at number 3, we have Peter Skaronski from Northwestern, who was drafted 11th overall and has a prospect score of 89, which is a very good mark. Then at number 4, we have Broderick Jones from Georgia, who was drafted 14th overall and has a prospect score of 85. Again, another great mark. Then at number 5, we have Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, who was drafted 27th overall and has a prospect score of 75. Now this is not a great mark, but it's still a very solid mark. And then at number 6, we have Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse, who was drafted 38th overall and has a prospect score of 71. Following him at number 7, we have Cody Malk from North Dakota State University, who was drafted 48th overall and has a prospect score of 65, an above average mark, but nothing special. And, excuse me. Then at number 8, we have Tyler Steen from Alabama, who was drafted 65th overall and has a prospect score of 56. And then at number 9, we have Wanya Morris from Oklahoma, who was drafted 92nd overall and has a prospect score of 40. And then at number 10, we have Nick Saldaveri from Old Dominion, who was drafted 103rd overall and has a prospect score of 33. And those are your top 10 offensive tackles in this year's draft, according to my model. Now let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. But before we do, I'm going to get a little drink. Alright, let's start off with the interior defensive linemen or the defensive tackles. At number one, we have Jalen Carter from Georgia who was drafted 9th overall and has a prospect score of 96. My model loved Jalen Carter, um, and, and it gave him one of the best prospect scores since 2014. 
Then at number two, we have Kalijah Kansi from Pittsburgh, who was drafted 19th overall and has a prospect score of 88. A great mark. Then at number three, we have Mozzie Smith from Michigan, who was drafted 26th overall and has a prospect score of 86. Once again, another great mark. Then at number four, we have Brian Brassie from Clemson, who was drafted 29th overall and has a prospect score of 82. Another great mark. Then at number five, we have Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, who was drafted 49th overall and has a prospect score of 72. Now these next two players, Benton included, do not have great scores, but they do have good scores. Just not, you know, spe- you know, great scores. Nothing special. And then at number six, we have Gervon or Gervon Dexter from Florida, who was drafted 53rd overall and has a prospect score of 70. Another really good mark. Then at number seven, we have Zach Pickens from South Carolina, who was drafted 64th overall and has a prospect score of 64. And then at number eight, we have Byron Young from Alabama, who was drafted 70th, 70th overall and has a prospect score of 61. He is the last defensive tackle um, who, according to my, or who in my model, has an above-average prospect score. And then at number nine, we have Kobe Turner from Wake Forest, who was drafted 89th overall and has a prospect score of 47. And then at number ten, we have Siaki Aika from Baylor, who was drafted 98th overall and has a prospect score of 40. So those are your top ten defensive tackles in this year's draft according to my model. Now let's move on to edge rushers. So at number one in my edge group, we have Will Anderson Jr., who was drafted number three overall and has a prospect score of 97, which is phenomenal and one of the better marks we've seen since 2014. At number two, we have Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who was drafted seventh overall and, uh, and has a prospect score of 92, another elite mark. And then at number three, we have Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, who was drafted 13th overall and has a prospect score of 90. Once again, another elite mark. And Van Ness is the final edge rusher who, according to my model, has an, has an elite prospect score. Moving on to number four, we have Will McDonald IV from Iowa State, who was drafted 15th, who was drafted 15th overall and has a prospect score of 89. And then at number five, we have Miles Murphy from Clemson, who was drafted 28th overall and has a prospect score of 82. Then at number six, we have Felix Anuduke Uzoma from Kansas State, who was drafted 31st overall and has a prospect score of 79. Then at number seven, we have Nolan Smith, who was drafted 30th overall and has a prospect score of 78. And then at number 8, we have Derek Hall from Auburn, who was drafted 37th overall and has a prospect score of 75. And then at number 9, we have Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, who was drafted 40th overall and has a prospect score of 72. And then at number 10, we have BJ Ojolari from LSU, who was drafted 41st overall and has a prospect score of 71. And he is the last prospect who in my model has a prospect score of 70 and above. This year's edge rusher class was really good according to my model, as 10 prospects 
had a prospect score of 70 and above. And 70 is a good mark. It's nothing special, but it's still really good. And the fact that there were 10 edge rushers with a prospect score of 70 and above this year, like, that's crazy. Now let's move on to linebackers. The number one linebacker in this year's class, according to my model, was Jack Campbell from Iowa, who was drafted 18th overall and has a prospect score of 94, which is an elite mark and one of the better marks we've seen since 2014. At number two, we have Drew Sanders from Arkansas, who was drafted 67th overall and has a prospect score of 73. That's a big, uh, a big drop-off from Jack Campbell's prospect score of 94, but it's still a solid mark. Then at number 3, we have Marte Mapu from Sacramento State, who was drafted 76 overall by the New England Patriots, and has a prospect score of 64. Then at, then at number 4, we have Diane Henley from Washington State, who was drafted 85th overall and has a prospect score of 63. Then at number 5, we have DJ Johnson from Oregon, who was drafted 80, 80th overall and, and has a prospect score of 62. Then at number 6, we have Trenton Simpson from Clemson, who was drafted 86th overall and has a prospect score of 60. Then at number 7, we have Dorian Williams from Tulane, who was drafted 91st overall and has a prospect score of 58. Then at number 8, we have DeMarvian Overshone from Texas, who was drafted 90th overall and has a prospect score of 57. Then at number 9, we have Noah Sewell from Oregon, who was drafted 111th overall and has a prospect score of 46. And then at number, at number 10, we have Ventrell Miller from Florida, who was drafted 121st overall and has a prospect score of 38. Those are your top 10 linebackers in this year's draft, according to my model. Now let's move on to cornerbacks. So the number one corner in this year's draft, according to my model, is Devon Witherspoon, who was drafted 5th overall and has a prospect score of 98, one of the better marks we've seen since 2014. That score is awesome. Then at number 2, we have Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, who was drafted 16th overall and has a prospect score of 92, an elite mark. Then at number 3, we have Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, who was drafted 17th overall and has a prospect score of 91, also an elite mark, and he is the last corner in my model to have an elite mark, and that's the last corner in this year's draft. And then at number 4, we have Deontay Banks from Maryland, who was drafted 24th overall and has a, a, and has a prospect score of 87. Not an elite mark, but still a great mark. Then at number 5, we have Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, who was drafted 32nd overall and has a prospect score of 81. He is the last corner in this year's class with a prospect score of 80 and above. Then at, then at number 6, we have Julius Brents from Kansas State, who was drafted 44th overall and has a prospect score of 73. He is the last corner in this year's draft with a prospect score of 70 and above. Then we have Cam Smith uh, at number 7 from South Carolina, who was drafted 51st overall and has a prospect score of 68. Then at number 8, we have Tyreek Stevenson from Miami, who was drafted 56th overall and has a prospect score of 65. Then at number 9, we have DJ Turner from Michigan, who was drafted 60th overall 
and has a prospect score of 62. And he is the last corner in this year's draft with a prospect score of 60 and above. And then to close things out, we have number 10, Garrett Williams from Syracuse, who was drafted 72nd overall and has a prospect score of 56. And those are your top 10 corners in this year's draft, according to my model. Alright, let's close out this episode of the podcast by looking at the safeties. The number one safety in this year's draft, according to my model, is Brian Branch from Alabama, who was drafted 45th overall and has a prospect score of 79, which is not great, and there's no safety with an elite mark in my class, but it is good. Then at number two, we have Jartavius Martin from Illinois, who was drafted 47th overall and has a prospect score of 76. He and Brian Branch are the only safeties in this year's draft, with a prospect score of 70 and above. Then we have Sidney Brown from Illinois, who was drafted for, uh, who was drafted 66th overall and has a prospect score of 66. And Sidney Brown is the last safety in this year's draft with a prospect score of 60 and above. Then at number four, we have Jai Ayer Brown from Penn State, who was drafted 87th overall and has a prospect score of 59. Then at number six, we have Jordan Battle from Alabama, who was drafted 95th overall and has a prospect score of 54. Then at number six, we have Jay Ward from LSU, um, who was drafted 134th overall and has a prospect score of 31. Then at number seven, we have Jamie Robinson from Florida State, who was drafted 145th overall and has a prospect score of 26. And then at number 8, we have Daniel Scott from California, who was drafted 158th overall and has a prospect score of 15. Then at number 9, we have Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, who fell a lot in the draft, who was drafted 160th overall and has a prospect score of 13. And then at number 10, we have Chris Smith II from Georgia, who was drafted 170th overall and has a prospect score of 4. My my model does not love this this uh, safety class, which you can probably tell. And that wraps up uh, this, this uh, breakdown of my model. Um, and those are your top 10 safeties in this year's NFL draft, according to my model. So we went through all of the all of the positions and went through the top 10 prospects at each position according to the, their post-draft prospect score and my model. Um, I, I loved putting this model together this year. This is the first year I had a, a statistical model for the NFL draft, and I thought the results were really good. Um, they were better than I expected. Um, and let me know what you think. Um, I hope y'all liked this. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to let me know what you thought of my model's results, hit me up on social media at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R-Y-A-N-M-C-C-R-Y-R-R-A-R-Y. And that is my handle on Twitter and Instagram. So hit me up over there. Um, and, and I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. And I will see y'all next time. Peace.